This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Hi, I'm Angie. I... I'm here to talk about my fibroid experience. It was pretty terrible. And what is a fibroid, Angie? <laughs> Honestly, that's a great question. It's it's basically a large mass that grows and it's non-cancerous, so in that regard it's good, but um it can grow anywhere from the size of a grape to the, to a size of a watermelon. So um, mine was located actually on the back of my uterus. So it was causing a lot of problems, especially because it got to around like 12 centimeters, which is pretty big. And yeah, uh, it was creating so many issues and I really had no idea why I, I, didn't know it existed the way we found out about it was wild first of all I just want to say thank you for coming on and talking about this I so Angie 
spoiler alert, is one of my family members. She is, as of recent, my cousin-in-law. We don't know <laughs> if that's a made-up term or not, but she just married my cousin, John. And um, I know this was incredibly difficult for you to go through, and I know it impacted so many aspects of your life. Obviously, your your physical well-being, your emotional well-being. Um, I know it was tough on your relationship, having all this stress and pain and discomfort and not knowing why. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when it the topic of should we talk about this came up, my immediate thought was like, absolutely, because you had no idea that <laughs> this thing was growing inside of you. And you didn't know what it was. You didn't even know like what things to look for. And I feel like there are so many situations like that that people and women especially find themselves in where we don't really know what's Mm -hmm. happening unless someone says hey this is something that could happen because it happened to me or it happened to this person I know and so I'm just really appreciative that you're here sharing your story and your experience and hopefully it reaches someone who needs to hear it so thank you yeah I'm very happy to share it because I was I I was very confused and blindsided by it and so was my now husband um what was going on in your life during the time that you were experiencing symptoms of having this and not knowing and then finding out so the first time I actually addressed it it was in June of 2022 where I I felt symptoms and I was like okay something's wrong and I don't know what it is like I I had these um symptoms like excessive need to urinate and like I was going to the bathroom six times in the night and it wasn't it was like frequent um disrupting my sleep it was very annoying um I also had painful periods and um that was definitely alarming but I almost just thought I had bad luck and I was just like this is just normal for for some girls and I'm just stuck with it and it was excessive bleeding but the excessive bleeding happened so slowly that I didn't realize um that it was to the point that wasn't normal um yeah so back in June of 2022 I went to the gynecologist I told her my symptoms I was like you know, I'm really stressed out. I don't know if that's what's causing it. My my stepdad had just effectively retired um, from being the head attorney at my office, and I took over for him. So I was just super stressed, and I thought, okay, maybe maybe that's what it is. And and my gynecologist at the time, she agreed. She she thought it was anxiety. So. Instead of addressing those problems, I went down the anti-anxiety route of like being prescribed um, sertraline. And I really thought that was what was going to fix it. I It was actually um, not that at all. So, <laughs> yeah. And something I should note, back in June, I did do a um, ultrasound just because my gyno was at the time, she she at least was curious, like maybe there was something. So we did do the ultrasound and uh, there was a 
cyst that they found that was small. It was only two centimeters on the on my ovary, but they also saw the fibroid. And at that point, it was only 4.7 centimeters. So at that point, it's large enough to be concerned of, but it was small enough to just keep an eye out on. The thing was my gyno didn't ever follow up on it. And I don't think she really, she didn't think it was the cause of those symptoms I was having. So at this point, uh, over a year ago, um, we decided, okay, I was having anxiety issues, stress from, you know, taking over my law practice and then, um, we were, my husband and I were planning a wedding and I, you know, there's just so much my mind was on that it made sense to me to just conclude, okay, I, I'm just stressed out. Like yeah. these weird issues I was having are just stress. Other than the, like having to pee all the time and the heavy periods or painful periods, what else were you experiencing physically that you were like, oh, well, that's a result of stress? Fatigue. I was definitely really tired easily. I used to love running and and working out and I was doing Orange Theory pretty regularly. And um, I noticed when I was going to Orange Theory, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm slowing down. Like I cannot run as far and like I would yawn a lot during my workouts, which it was just very strange. And I was also really hungry when I was working out. Like I remember one time I even went to the front desk and was like, do you have a piece of candy? Like, do you have something I could? And they, they laughed at me and, but they gave me one. And at the time I was 32. Uh, so I just told myself, okay, maybe I'm just getting old and I'm stressed <laughs> and I'm, you know, and my metabolism slowing down and you're, I, you're 32. I know, I know. I, looking back on that now, like I was, six, I was but my whole war, like I genuinely felt yeah. like I was just completely slowing down and I just thought my body was doing it uh, like it was normal. And yeah. I, I truly was so, I, it happened in a way so slowly that I, I think it was so gradual that I just kind of let it happen and not, and I didn't focus on it too much. It felt normal. Like, yeah, I felt like, yeah, this was the new me. And it was, it's gotta be hard when there are so many things where you can just find other excuses. Exactly. Why would you think there's something growing inside your uterus that's impacting all of this? And I had gotten the, the, ultrasound I did my due diligence like I was trying to figure it out concerned no she and you know I there I don't blame her because later on we I mean I do kind of blame her but (laughs) I also don't because with these things it's very tricky and um the fibroid was actually behind my uterus so the ultrasound was wasn't picking it up well so even though it only looked for 0.7 0.7 centimeters that time I, I did it, it must have been, it, it probably was bigger mm-hmm. because fast forward, even when I got the surgery, the surgeon was like, it was bigger than I even realized wow. based off the MRIs we did. Going We're back. laughing because Barkley is running around the apartment like a maniac. Wild. John is sitting here, supposed to be on keep the dogs calm <laughs> duty because- Glita is also here, but Glita an is angel. calm because Glita's a really good girl. Yeah. And John's just laying, not doing anything. He's throwing <laughs> his hands up like, what do you want me to do? I don't know anything. 
It's okay. I think we're I think we're okay for now. <laughs> Glita's stepping in, guys. Wow, should we just narrate the dog's interactions right now? I mean, I think it would be so much more fun. <laughs> so, well, what made you look back into it? Yeah, okay. okay. So another fun thing I noticed, um, which added to my whole I'm getting older, my ta- metabolism is slowing down theory was I was gaining weight. I genuinely was like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm 32. This is just that time. And so I gained, I think, 10 pounds over the span of a few months. And I remember John even making, my husband even making, not, he wasn't mean about it or anything. He just noticed and mm. I noticed. So yeah. I totally understood. But I was like, you know, I, I don't know what's different. Like I'm, I'm working out, like I'm trying, I eat pretty much the same. Um, so maybe you were spending a few more weekends a year in New York City. Yeah, I, I wish that was the reason because then that would have been worth the extra pounds. Guys, they eat every single thing, like every morsel of food in this city. I'm whenever proud they come, of they my... eat all of it. It's cr- I eat everything when they're here. It's insane. <laughs> Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history 
industry and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Food is the your key love to, language. To, to happiness for yeah. me. Yes, it's my drug in life. Um, Gained weight, okay, whatever. I'm still like in my mind, I'm focused on work. I'm focused on this wedding. I'm focused on our family, whatever. Then, so this initially all started June of 2022. Fast forward to June of 2023, and my brother was in a horrific car accident. Horrific. It was life-changing. It was genuinely the hardest thing we've ever gone through. And meanwhile, I'm dealing with this fibroid, and I I didn't know I had it. So my brother's accident superseded anything. Work, family, anything. So we were focused on getting my brother better and getting him through this hard time. And all, I think my adrenaline kicked up like a hundred times. Like I was, I mean, any energy I lacked, I I found just to get to the hospital, like make sure I'm listening to what doctors are saying, like doing everything I had to do to be there for my brother. So I thought in a way I was like, it only, this, that whole chapter with my brother only reinforced that I'm stressed and I'm fatigued because of stress and life is hard and that's that's the way it goes but then you're like well now I have this added stress but I am finding the energy when I need it right so I'm okay yeah I'm here I'm I'm getting to the hospital I'm doing everything I gotta do like I'm working still dealing with clients like taking like doing intakes with clients as they're telling so I do elder law so I do essentially like death planning, estate planning, trust planning, um, guardianships, things like that. So I'm meeting with clients talking about, you know, how to prepare for end of life. And, you know, in my mind, it was so much more intense now because my brother went through this horrific thing and he lost his partner five years. And I was just, I just got, you know, deeper in it and, and in my feelings. And anyway, it was very easy to ignore what was really going on um so thank god uh my husband's family wanted to have us go to mayo clinic in rochester minnesota um they had set this up a long time ago Uh, they really really wanted us to go to this executive program meet with doctors they do a thorough kind of review of your everything i mean we we did we met with a cardiologist, with a primary, with a dermatologist, with, and it was like going to the doctor on steroids. We saw everybody we could, um, and they were all in one place, and they all had the information right there, 
like accessible from every to every specialty. Selfish side note, I was supposed to go in 2022. And I was so excited because you guys know about all of my health issues that <laughs> never stop. And that's when I randomly lost my health insurance out of nowhere and then had to switch to a New York State plan. And then I could no longer no. go get any health care in Minnesota. So therefore, I couldn't go. And no. I really still want to. Yeah, it's definitely it was eye opening, even if you're not sick like yeah. I was. I it was definitely a great experience. And I'm so lucky that my husband and his family basically forced me to go because I didn't want to go. I, I said, my brother's sick. He's At that point, he was living with us. I hadn't been away from him. So I was like, I don't want to go. This is stupid. I go to the doctor and nothing's wrong anyway. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a waste of money. Um, but of course, you know, when in my, you know, I was proven wrong, um, which doesn't happen often, according to my husband. <laughs> Um, so I go, we go to Mayo Clinic. The first thing you do is you do a blood test with the primary. They assign you a primary and my, right away, um, once we got the results, it was clear, like my hemoglobin was too low. I was at an eight and you should, it should be anywhere from like 13 to, I, I, 13 is ideal, um, but Eight is like almost to the point where you need a transfusion. Oh, wow. Um, even when my brother was in the hospital, his blood levels got down to seven and they gave him a transfusion. Wow. So I was at an eight. They obviously they knew right away something was wrong. Just we didn't know what was wrong. And I was thinking to myself, I did not expect that, but it makes a lot of sense because I was so tired. I was just so tired. Even waking up for that appointment, I got in a fight with my husband because I was so sluggish that I almost missed my appointment. And it was just like, obviously he was frustrated because he's like, this is a really, really important opportunity we have. You shouldn't take it for granted, which I completely agreed with. But my body was like, just not functioning. Your body was like, stay asleep, need rest. Eyes, yeah, keep your eyes closed. But so um, I felt, and and this was like a reoccurring thing. It was funny. I had been talking to a therapist because I thought my issues were anxiety and stress. So I tried to do like the proper approach and and talk to the therapist. (laughs) And I remember saying to her, like, I think I'm really lazy. Like, I feel lazy. I'm tired. Like, I feel bad about myself because I'm not as, I don't feel as motivated as everyone else seems. Like, I'm still, I own the law firm. I'm doing all these things. Yeah, you're definitely the farthest thing from a lazy person. (laughs) I, Yeah, so maybe, but I, I felt, I didn't have that drive that I wanted or, or felt I needed and yeah. working out even, like the fact that I was tired working out was just kind of depressing in itself because that was something I used to, yeah. it used to bring me a lot of calmness and like it, it made things easier to deal with. Um, so it was just funny because that narrative was in my head, even with my mom at work. My mom is my paralegal, presents all kinds of fun issues. I definitely need therapy for that as well. But um, <laughs> I just remember my mom being like, yeah, I didn't I didn't know if you could handle it, like handle owning the business. And I was like, 
I agree. Like I, there were moments I was like, I, I don't know how I can do this. Like I have to deal, I have to help other people, you know, plan their lives and guide them and, and help them understand the law. And meanwhile, I'm just so exhausted. Once I got to Mayo Clinic, it all made sense why I was feeling all those feelings. It's it's really hard to help other people when you yourself need help. (laughs) Yeah, uh, definitely. And I consider myself a compassionate person, but I was definitely not compassionate to myself. Like I genuinely was like... We never are. No, I was thinking like, man, like I am weak. Like the fatigue is is real. Anyway, um, so again, fast forward to (laughs) Mayo Clinic and... I love the little laughs throughout because people are like, what is I know. I can't. I'm sorry. sorry guys, dogs the dogs are, are really being funny. The dogs are dogging. They're very cute. <laughs> okay. Fast forward to Mayo Clinic. Yeah. Um, oh, another. Sorry. I just to interject. Another thing that was happening. I was losing hair because of my later on. I realized because I, I was anemic, but I I was like, man, 32 sucks. <laughs> Like, genuinely was, like, so frustrated with – I was, like, yeah, I was – but I just kept going. Anyway, so we get to Mayo Clinic. My hemoglobin is at an 8. We know something's wrong, just don't know what. I go to a bunch of specialists. One of them was a dermatologist exactly because of partially the hair the loss, hair, but yeah. I also was having scalp pain. And the scalp pain was getting so intense. I was, like – it was, like – sensitive to the touch and I was thinking okay I don't know what this is and the the uh dermatologist was even like no that's that doesn't have anything to do with your skin and I was like wow really yeah because my skin hurts my like scalp really? hurts. so what would it have anything yeah. to do with and then I went to a sleep specialist because not obviously I was waking up all night going to the bathroom but I was also getting restless leg syndrome my legs would get like those charley horses and I would it would uh, irritate me so much and uh, at night especially when I was getting tired which was all the time but when I was really tired at night um I would get that restless leg feeling and so I went to the sleep doctor and again she's like you know looking at your blood levels it would make sense that you're feeling this not from a sleep issue but from the anemia So I kept seeing these doctors, like we went to a cardiologist, we did a stress test. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. 
Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm picturing the meme where it's all the Spider-Mans and everyone's pointing at each other. Like all the doctors are pointing like. Right. But they weren't. They weren't. They were just saying it's not us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're pointing everywhere else. Yeah. Well, they're basically like, well, we can't help you, but go. Go. Yeah. 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 But you can rule us out. I was like, great. Okay. Check you off. Um, (laughs) And then we did the stress test. Right. And I'm there with my husband, his brother and my um, brother-in-law's wife, who I like she's like a sister to me same with his brother very much brother to me um and they're all so amped to do this stress test they're like we got this they they do the whole nine they put the thing on your face to measure your oxygen levels they put you on the treadmill put all these the sticky stuff on you i wish i knew the technical terms for sticky everything stuff yeah tracks <laughs> so they're they're basically measuring your oxygen levels your heart rate all this stuff while you're going on this treadmill and everyone's psyched for this and meanwhile i'm like no like i want nothing to do with this i can't even like i don't want to see how much i'm slacking in life like how much i can't keep up like this is gonna suck but because they all made it to 32 oh they and yeah, they yeah. <laughs> none they're of this happened to them yeah <laughs> they do it they're Louisa, my my sister-in-law, she crushed it by far. She was beyond. She outdid the boys tenfold. Meanwhile, wow. I get, Louisa. Yeah. I get on the thing and I think we're like six minutes in and I say, 
I'm done. Long story short, I failed it miserably. Like you, I was way below the average of the time you're supposed to spend on the treadmill. I said, no shit. Like I really had no desire to do it. Um, and I mean, they understood though too. They're like, okay, you're severely anemic. Like that's not, this This isn't going to be the most fun thing for you. I let everyone else enjoy that time. They they all com- competed and, and had fun. Um, I, meanwhile, had my last most important doctor on the day we were leaving. Oh, wow. So on the day we were leaving to fly, we were flying out of uh, Minnesota, St. Paul, and we had to drive there like two hours. Um, on the last day, I was seeing the gynecologist at Mayo. And I honestly didn't think that was what the problem was because I had gotten the test a year before and everything was fine and I had gotten other tests done. And I was like, you know, it's not that, but whatever. I explained to them my symptoms and they last minute told me uh, that. So at first, okay, the doctor, the first doctor I saw was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She walked out, spoke to a colleague. She came back in and she's like, I think it's a fibroid. And the main symptoms of fibroids are excessive need to urinate, painful periods, excessive bleeding, um, anemia, basically everything I had. Um, But at that point, we didn't know how big it was. And um, so basically, the next step was to get another ultrasound. And they rushed, they they basically uh, like fit me in because they knew of my circumstances and we were leaving and all of that stuff. And so they like, they were amazing. Like I genuinely was very impressed by Mayo Clinic and that program that they do. And anyway, so I went and got the ultrasound based off that ultrasound. My fibroid had grown in a year from 4.7 centimeters to 8.2 centimeters, according to this new ultrasound. Meanwhile, it was even bigger. I didn't, it just, you couldn't see it because of the, um, because uh, it was on behind the uterus. Um, so I'm freaking out a little. We're supposed to get married in like three months. I was fortunate enough, like we were doing an, a wedding that I was able to get a dress and, you know, we were doing the fittings. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what's, what's going to happen with this fibroid? Um, because at that point, they, they did say surgery was the way to get it out. And I wanted it out. I wanted it out ASAP. Was there a point where they were like, okay, it's this size now. Like, this is why you're feeling, this is why all of these things are <laughs> happening. Like, did they, were they able to articulate that? I definitely felt that relief. I don't know exactly what point it happened. It was definitely a aha moment of like, wow, I'm not just, I'm not just lazy, lazy and, and yeah, sleepy and yeah. And, and 32. Right. And I'm not like supposed to lose my hair and do all the, like whatever. Yeah. Even so, like I, it was nice to have an answer. Like, thank yeah. God. I yeah. like so many people don't get answers and I'm very, very thankful that I did, but that wasn't the end of the journey. We went and spoke to different doctors to figure out what is the surgery? Like, do I have to get my uterus taken out? Do I have to um, have an open surgery? Or can it be a robotic-assisted myomectomy, laparoscopic, which is eventually what I did. But it was very up in the air until I got even more tests done. And even so, 
to get surgery before my wedding right. was really was really f- scary and frustrating on top of the fact that my brother was had just gone through two surgeries he was at home waiting for us we were all trying to be there for him now i have to bring my stuff in and and be like yeah so you know you just went through this horrific car accident but you let's focus on me for a second cuz i need to get this fibroid out like it was a lot at once and obviously life tends to work that way were there any concerns in terms of the d- different options about how, like long term implications like this is something in your uterus yeah so i still have to figure i actually still have to do follow up tests to make sure there were no there's no scar tissue or whatnot but um there were different avenues that I could have gone. Like one of them was, an, it was a non-option for us because it would cause infertility, but they essentially uh, inject you with, it was some kind of chemical, it goes straight to the fibroid and it basically shrinks the fibroid. And um, the problem is that that also causes the infertility. So we didn't want to do that route. Maybe in the future after I have kids, there's also like a hysterectomy that might be a, an option later on because fibroids do actually grow back. It's it's definitely family planning where yeah. you have to figure out do you want to have kids and when you want to have kids and then um, what's doing a, the what's a band aid but like an, a strong yes, enough band aid. Exactly. We actually were fortunate enough to know a. Um, infertility specialist. Um, it's my husband's best friend's dad. It's a village. <laughs> yeah. And it was such a coincidence that he called us because we had a spelling error on the invitation to our wedding and <laughs> he had to, he called us to correct it. And, you know, my husband explained to him what we had been up to at Mayo Clinic and the infertility specialist knew exactly what my problem was and was able to not only give us like a educational breakdown of what was going on in my body, but he also referred us to the surgeon that we ultimately used for my surgery. And I cried. I was so thankful. He was so helpful. And I wanted to do this podcast because I felt like if I didn't have someone like him to give me that guidance or reassurance or even just knowledge, it was so scary. Like not knowing what, what was going on, what it meant, what was going to happen. Like he was able to provide that insight. And, and he also just gave us the knowledge of where to go. Like I didn't know there were fibroid specialists. Like we went to somebody who all they do all day, well, I'm not all day, but all they do are basically fibroid surgeries. That's mm-hmm. all she specializes in. Like to know that that exists was such a relief. Like I, you know, knowledge is so important in that regard. And I, I don't think it's always accessible. And it really made a just a huge difference in this whole journey. With the fact that we still were planning our wedding to happen in October, this whole saga was happening in July of 2023. Yeah, I remember you're like, okay, like I might be getting surgery. Yeah, in August, I'm not really sure. Like, yeah, we didn't know because yeah, she didn't... tried to fit us in. She didn't really know she was going to be on vacation, and then, um, you know, we were cutting it close because there's a six week recovery period. Because so, at this point. The fertility specialist had me go do an MRI and he he was able to kind of, he just was able to help us so much get in the right, um, like 
we went to Cornell Weill for the um, MRI on a Saturday. He was able to just kind of guide us through that. And when we did the MRI, I had to do the MRI, which was like a contrast with contrast, which means Ugh. they have to inject you with the um, that chemical so that they can see the contrast on the picture. Mind you, I also, my hemoglobin, because it was so low, I needed to get iron infusions. At this point, I had gotten, I think, two iron infusions. I had to go to a cancer special, like a, it's I a know cancer it, clinic. But, yeah, but I went with, yeah. with one of my friends who's pregnant right now. I, she also had to get iron infusions and like everyone around you is getting chemo. Yeah, it was definitely an eye-opening experience for what that world is like and yeah. what people are going through. And I would had to sit there for three hours getting the iron um, injected into my bloodstream. And I will say I felt so much better after. It yeah. was like night and day. Um, and so I was – at this point, I've been getting so many like uh, – blood tests needles in me like I was I was getting sick of it but I was happy to be like on a good path um but so I had to go do this MRI get the contrast with the contrast did it all found out it was very big I will you can have the pictures um of the MRI but you can see how large it was and even in the MRI it's still not as big it doesn't show the whole thing um so it's like the size of your fist bigger oh my god that's small compared to what it was (laughs) um that's crazy yeah and so effectively what it was doing and what the it had it was attached so there's different types of fibroids where they can be attached to your uterus or they can be on their own in your in your stomach so this one was attached to my uterus it it caused my uterus to be double the size so the cervix lining in my in my uterus, the, the the lining was longer because it was bigger, um, so it was causing me to bleed like very excessively, mm-hmm. which led to the ame- anemia, yep. which was why my hemoglobin was an eight. It's it's just so crazy. I like look back on it. It's just like I could have kept putting band aids if I hadn't had this comprehensive. Yeah, because. Alternatively, it could have it could have been explained as if I just had low I was just anemic, so they should just put me on iron tablets. But thankfully, we were able to get a comprehensive look at it. How did you decide what procedure to go with? So that was not up to me. That was okay. up to well, it was up to the surgeon based off of um, you know, the fact that we wanted to have kids one day. Um, so she after seeing the MRI, she was like, This is large you need to get it out she opted for me to have a robot assisted laparoscopic myomectomy with a possible open so in english so it was a robot assisted um initial like uh, procedure half of her half the robot so she wanted to give herself the option while during surgery if she needed to she would just open me up like a c-section take out whatever she needed to Mm -hmm. Luckily, while she was doing the procedure, 
she opted to take her time instead of just opening me up because she it was very large and hard to hard to navigate through but she I'm so thankful for her she just took her time kept with the cameras and the robot um and basically took it out piece by piece she had to cut it up inside of me and then take it out the one thing I thought was really interesting she as she was cutting up like cutting it off of my uterus the robot would go in and stitch right after like simultaneously it's modern medicine is crazy very cool very very cool so I'm so thankful that this was the option I was able to go with so I had the surgery it was like a four hour long surgery maybe maybe three and a half hours next thing I knew I woke up in the uh, recovery room recovery was not fun definitely painful I wasn't allowed to lift or carry anything for six weeks Um, the six week mark was actually the week before my wedding so I wasn't allowed to really work out I was allowed to walk I was allowed to walk so I walked miles miles and miles around the city but um, I honestly it was such a blur just being on the meds and letting everything heal and um but it worked out like it, it was it was amazing being able to still do the fitting for my dress they they let me come in like last minute literally the week before to to do the final fitting because my body had changed so drastically from when I first got the dress to that point yeah. um because I did those, have like two months uh, yeah yeah and my I lost like 15 pounds because that fibroid really did the fibroid combined with the anemia just like wrecked my body um so it was just a wild a wild ride I mean I'm trying to be as succinct as possible not to no this was a huge it was intense yeah like all-consuming thing that you went through. Absolutely. And with not, so many other things happening at the same time. Completely. And I honestly, I mean, I'm so thankful for my husband because he was with me the whole time. He took care of me while I recovered, brought me food, made sure I stayed sane. He kept sane for the most part. <laughs> um, but it was really hard. It was hard to go through that on top of my brother being in the position he was in and planning a wedding and, you know, getting through it all was that in itself was life changing. Just seeing how life can work and blindside you. And um, but anyway, the, the fibroid is a serious thing. I think I had no idea that that was a thing. I had no idea that I was having all these crazy symptoms because of it. People live with them a lot. Most people, women at some point, have a fibroid Mm -hmm. they don't grow to the size of you know 12 centimeters um what would have happened did the doctors ever explain to you what would have happened in your situation had you not found out that this is what was happening had you not gotten it removed oh it was only a matter of time before I pass out from not having enough blood in my system like I could have passed out at at any point because of the lack of blood like yeah. the the blood I didn't have enough blood going to my other organs you so. could have gotten to your wedding and passed out I think I would have passed out before, before. that yeah because yeah. I was at an eight and yeah. like I said yeah. seven is dangerously low 
Um, so I'm just, I thank God I wasn't driving or like yeah. working out and, and let myself get to that point. Cause honestly I would have, I would have just assumed everything that was happening was natural and yeah. I was just being a baby about it. Um, what was it like to get to your wedding after going through all of this, after going through everything with your brother? You know, I think the fibroid itself would have been such a bigger deal to me had I not just gone through what my brother went through um with my brother I mean you know I say I went through it but it was our whole family was severely affected by this horrific accident my brother went through yeah and it's still an issue we're going through um but I think the wedding was just so it was a breath of fresh air I was on a conveyor belt, (laughs) like life was happening and I was just going by trying to balance it all. And I wasn't even like present. I feel like for most of it, I I really was just trying to survive. And the wedding really was a moment where I could be with everyone I loved, marry the man I love and celebrate life. I, I was so fortunate that I could address everything enough to have that weekend like and you know not everyone gets that and I'm I'm definitely it's not lost on me that I'm very fortunate even if it was such an ugly and scary year and I think it made my relationship with my husband a lot stronger even though I felt we were solid before that but you don't know how either person will react to certain hardships and it's just like okay well we went through these really freaking hard things and and we're able to communicate and get by and yeah, you guys have been through more stuff this year than most couples go through in <laughs> yeah. like their lifetime yeah yeah and and that's not even the first time we've dealt with yeah. hardship in our relationship so I was lucky enough to know that you know he's my best friend and he's gonna be by my side no matter what so, yeah is there anything that we didn't talk about that you were hoping to share I think I talked enough (laughs) but I definitely like if there are questions because I I definitely didn't touch on everything I forget a lot of stuff but um if anyone has any questions about fibroids I'm so happy to answer them yeah reach out to me and and I'll connect you I'm I'm gonna volunteer that up yeah that Um, was a really scary point in time when we were in that in between not knowing what the heck we're supposed to do and what the options were and um, I was very scared. I did not know. And, and so, yeah, I'm happy to answer all types of questions. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here and for being so open. I know I can't even like scratch the surface of what I saw you go through and how hard I know it was for you. And yeah. I, you're so strong. Both of you are. Um, and I love you guys so much. And I, I just, love you. Health and happiness and puppies. Um, yes. But this is seeing other people. So before you go, I have one last question. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? Oof. I wish I had known that was going to be the last question. So I you claim to have listened to the podcast. I do listen to the podcast. And, I, and I episode that. never goes by. Without. You're correct. Yes. Um, oof. I would say most issues occur because of a. <laughs> as my husband takes a sip of his whiskey, his manly drink. drink. Um, a sip. That was not a sip. That was a. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> <A full> yeah. chug. <laughs> um, the most important thing is communication, as silly as that sounds. There's so many times where I say something and I mean it one way and my husband hears it a totally complete different way and we don't even address it. Like we, we just kind of breeze over it and take for granted that we think we understand each other. So it's so important, even if it seems obvious to you, don't forget to explain or to revisit something and and talk about it further. My husband hates that more than anything, but I think it's what keeps us as strong as we are as a couple. John, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? Follow seeing other people. Hey, <laughs> on that note. Do you want me to give three things that I learned? Go for it. Yeah. Okay, wow. Three so things that John learned. From this whole experience that I think are important takeaways. <laughs> First one, never leave it to your doctor to do thy bidding. You end up going to so many different doctors and they don't communicate well. So it's so important to be in charge of your own body. You're the only one who's the main character. So you should definitely make sure you're in charge of that and not let things go by. I think that was one of the big things that happened with Angie that was unfortunate with her gynecologist not being on top of it. Um, Second is find friends who are in the medical community and befriend them. It's very, very important. Be open with your partner about all things medical, like telling Angie she had gained some weight is not an easy thing to have to say. But with the other things in her life that were clearly symptoms, it was important for me to say it. So not take it offensively. Don't take it offensively. Be kind to each other about those sensitive topics. Yes. Barkley, anything to add? You want dinner? It's dinner time? Oh, it's dinner time. Okay, bye. Okay, but seriously, send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. Talk about this stuff with your friends, with your families, at brunch, with your coworkers. You never know who could be educated on something that could be going on inside their their body that they have no idea about. And go to your doctors regularly and ask them all the questions that are on your mind. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!